Welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast, y'all, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's your main man, a.k.a. Crazy Crockett, a.k.a. Andre's Podcast. Brought to you by anyone out there that's listening, I'd like to thank Apple Podcasts, I'd like to thank Spotify, I'd like to thank um, any podcast broadcasters who are connected to my uh, distribution guys who are Podbean and especially Buzzsprout. Uh, I've been testing both those uh, outlets out. Uh, going from there, first-time listeners, many time listeners, here, here's my philosophy. My philosophy of making a podcast for myself and for other people who are disabled. But I really did it for myself because I wanted a gateway to express my thoughts and ideas and everything else up and down, left and right. So by saying that, folks... A lot of people who are with disabilities or form of disabilities or look disabled who sometimes are not always taken seriously will be rejected or ignored and everything else with it. And a lot of times these are the people who need to be heard or these are the people that need to be expressed themselves the way the best that they can. So this is why I created the Crazy Drake podcast show. I didn't just want to do sports with Sean, and I didn't want to just talk about being disabled with Iran, but I want to express my thoughts about politics and maybe some form of religion, background, and and what's going on with America. And I am a man with American uh, upbringing and background and everything in America. Right? From the time I was young, I was always in uh, school, from elementary to high school, I finished high school, did some college, didn't do that so well, didn't finish college so well. But when I was a little kid, I was always into politics. In my head, in my thoughts, my ideas. And I was always into sports too, like the Pistons, the Red Wings, the Lions, and everything else with it. But when I was a young lad, I used to watch, or I used to open books at the library about the Civil Rights Movement and slavery and the Civil War and everything to do with that, and the Revolutionary War of the of seventeen seventy six of uh, the great uh, general uh, George Washington and the political le- uh, outreach or outsprout of Franklin Doug uh, Franklin Douglas of the Civil War and the Abraham Lincoln of the Civil War, <clears throat> but. So when I was a little kid in the in the in the um in the library, there was always pictures of the presidents, all the way from George Washington to all the way to Ronald Reagan, because Ronald Reagan was the president at the time when I was a little kid. But I always looked at those pictures. And I always saw George Washington, and I always saw John Adams, and I saw John uh, Thomas Jefferson and Monroe's and Quincy Adams. And and everyone else after that. So as I got older, I always wanted to know more about these guys. And I started reading. I read this huge book about all the presidents, about 20 pages each. A little information of what they did before they became president, during presidency, after presidency. And then after I was done with that book, I read uh, The Founding Fathers from... From I actually started with Andrew Hamilton, George Washington, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, 
Madison, Moreau, Quincy Adams. And then I kind of took a little hiatus and started reading about philosophy, Aristotle, Plato. Um, now I'm reading Marcus Aurelius, one of the um, Roman emperors of the time. And uh, I'm reading the book that he was never intending to have the rest of the world read. So I'm reading that book. But, so, here I am, 2023, I'm watching the news, and I always watch news hypothetically here and there, and I pay attention, but I'm not very vocal about it because there's a lot of things I don't know. Like, I don't know a lot about the the war between the Israelites or Israel and and Hamas and I don't know the war between the Palestinians and the Israelites in the past but I do want to express my thoughts and feelings about anyone that gets hurt out there not just the Jews not just the Muslims the Christians and the atheists and the agnostics and all those people because everyone needs to be heard and everyone needs to be loved and when I see this over and over again on the news and it's everywhere, it makes me wonder what's really going on. So I'm going to do my best to express my thoughts and my ideas. And I'm not going to tell you that I'm right or wrong. I'm not going to tell you that, that I am right because I don't know. I'm not going to be like Ben Shapiro who knows a lot of stuff about his Judaism beliefs and his, and his oversympathetic of his own people. Because that's where he would see it as. And he has every right to do that. But I'm going to try to be very uh, middle lane, not left, not right, not against hummus, not against their Israel people. But I am trying to go and see how this affects the world. But I'm going to make connections as much as possible. So I think we need to start back during during the Ukraine and the Russians in the NATO territory. Now, I'm starting back there because there's a lot of stuff going on in our government with the Biden administrative office and everything's going on. Now, the agreement at one time, at one point with NATO was that they wouldn't create a NATO country, a NATO system to make sure that they would not advance further to the east towards Russia. And over years, they knew NATO contracts or agreements or anything that you can call agreement. All these other countries started following suit, Finland and Libya and all, the, and all these other countries in the, in the European uh, uh, atmosphere. So, so NATO got bigger and bigger and bigger. And eventually, after, after, um, after World War II ended, there's a big promise that we would never connect NATO to Russia. And it was a very important at the time because during that, you had the Cold War. I'm losing my voice already, for God's sake. Excuse me. So, 
at that time that was happening, we were having problems with the Russians during during and after the Cold War. Remember, Kennedy had problems with the Prime Minister of Russia. Eisenhower made an agreement as a general with the Russians that they that they someday they that they could become allies. Kind of like with Hamilton and the and the British, where Thomas Jefferson did not believe in the British Empire or a British people or 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 their government because they just went to war. Where Hamilton said, No, we need the British to be our allies to further along our wealth and further along our country and make it stronger and better. And we still had to make respectful appearances to the other countries in Europe, Spain, Portugal, uh, Great Britain, France, and any other country in, in Europe. So after the Cold War, I mean, during the Cold War, after the wall was being built and everything was going on in 1948, and when uh, Kennedy was in office, he deliberately kind of made a mess out of the Russia-America deal that Eisenhower that Eisenhower was trying to rebuild. And by doing that, the War of Pigs happened by having the Russians' uh, missiles be landed on Cuba or Cuba to be targeting Florida and the other continental United States. And that was a real threat. So that threat that, that the Kennedys made up, he totally backfired. And of course, we made it somehow, some way, we made an agreement with the Russians and the missiles were to be taken away from Cuba to, to not to aim to America. But that in itself graded that moment of mistrust because of the Kennedys. So, so, so many years later, you got Ronald Reagan out there and Ronald Reagan, you know, I call him the actor of the presidents, the, the, the guy that makes everyone in other, other nations feel good, even though he raised a lot of taxes in, in the United States at the time. And that part of the reason why he had to create taxes, higher than taxes, because Jimmy Carter did, did such a bad job and at, at, with his administration office. So Jimmy got booted out there. He beat Gerard Ford. Gerard Ford lost only because he let Nixon go without any persecution, any law, any judgment, and so on and so forth. Some people think that Ford did the right thing. Other people th thought that Ford did the wrong thing because Nixon got away with was basically lying to American people and impeachment and all and so on and so forth. But I personally think at that time, if Ford, President Ford, allowed the Supreme Court and the, the, the court system to prosecute Nixon, a lot of this stuff that's going on right now with our own government would be fixed correctly because we people can be prosecuted in higher power. There's no man in this country that is ever above the law. No governor, no president, no senate, not even a citizen, anyone is above the constitution or any jurisdiction law that there is.
and that's kind of how the whole circle of the Kennedys and the Nixons and even the Trumps and any of the Biden kids that President Biden has his kids messing up everywhere around the world, counting Ukraine. So I'm going everywhere right now, but just focus. Focus on what I'm trying to say. So what I'm trying to say is this, that after the Ronald Reagan deal with, with the Russians, the Russians tore down the wall and they succeeded by having West Germany and East Germany connect to one Germany. So at the time, NATO made an agreement that, the, the, that NATO in America would be governing the military of, of Germany. Germany is responsible for the World War II because of their economic struggle from World War One. Because of World War One, they got in trouble with the rest of the world and the Ottoman Empire collapsed. Everything's connecting here. Focus on the connection. I'll get back to the Ottoman Empire in a minute. So what happened is that during after World War One, the Germans had a League of Nations was created. The League of Nations was created so that another World War would never happen ever again. That didn't happen only because of the recession and then in the 1933, and because the Germans uh, elected Adolf Hitler to become their uh, their their. Uh, President, um, can't remember the name that they had, the, uh, the chancellor. So Adolf Hitler was elected. He basically said, love for Germany and love of God. And he inspired the Germans to love their country and to, to, to inspire every German to feel, to have the freedom that they should have for the love of God. It's important to understand that when you connect people with God in a country, it's a huge motivation to stick together. So by doing that, the Germans were conquering the European countries. And basically the reason why they uh, blamed, they actually blamed the Jewish community for, for the fall or continuously falling or destru- destruction of the German country because the Jewish people are very exclusion of certain of anybody. They usually hire their own people. They usually do only business with their own people. But this is old 1940s, 1930s, 1900s, even Old Testament, New Testament. They stick together. The Jewish community don't integrate with other people and other trades unless they have to. So during, after World War I, they would create businesses and only hire those who are Jewish. And anyone that wasn't Jewish, they could not ever uh, integrate with them. So, because it's kind of weird to say that. So, at the time, Germany was failing, failing and couldn't get out of debt. And then one day they got fed up and believed a guy named Adolf Hitler. 
the chancellor. And they went to war and attacked Poland, attacked uh, France, and just went on a wild rage, right? So America in the, got into the war after, after, the, Persian, uh, after the Pearl Harbor attacked by the, you know, by the Japanese. So the Germans thought that the, Jap- the, the, the Japanese could keep the Americas or America distracted from World War One or the Great War. However, we, FDR, said, well, we got two wars. We got war in Pearl Harbor and we got a war in Europe. They sent the troops to Europe. They, they made kind of an agreement with the, with the Russians. And the Russians didn't really want us there anyways, but they needed the help. So what happened was that the Russians knew that we would be on the other side of Germany coming from the west and they were coming from the east. The Germans didn't calculate anything of the winter of 1944 or whatever, whenever that year was where the Germans attacked, didn't attack Moscow, but attacked, uh, attacked another city, Stalin's hometown instead of Moscow. So by doing that, the Allies moved up with France and Poland and everyone else moved to the West. And then, then what happened was that we trapped them and the Germans then were going to try to fight the Russians in the code with no... There's no plan for the uh, for, for the Germans to get out of because you're you're in the wintry weather. Your soldiers get sick. They don't get fed. You're going to get into a disaster. And basically, that's when we, the Allies, won the war. But the Russians weren't really our allies at all. The Russians actually fought the Germans more. And actually defeated the Germans because the Germans was too stupid to f- to to fight in in the cold air in the, in in the winter. So after Germany collapsed, after the capital of Germany collapsed, Berlin, both parties went crazy. They went to Berlin and tried to find anything to do with German technology and. I'm not even going to get involved. I'm going to talk about what Germans went to Russians and what Russians or what Germans went to America and where they went to escape. But what happened is that during the, the Cold War, after the Cold War, Eisenhower made peace or tried to make peace with the Russians and Kennedy did the opposite. So... 1912, League of Nations, recession, everything falls apart. Okay? That doesn't exist no more after World War II. Now you have this new party called NATO. And what happens in NATO is that they promise that they won't expand to the, to the West. And now, now they try to get Ukraine to sign a contract with NATO. 
The Russians didn't like that. They attacked Ukraine. And then nothing really happened. We're just giving billions and billions and billions of dollars to Ukraine. And while America has problems in Philadelphia and L.A. and everyone's homeless and everyone's on fentanyl and everyone's doing drugs, but no one has a really uh, detox center or rela- uh, anywhere that to, re- to, uh, 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 to relapse and to get cured of their disease or get suitable help. Okay, so moving on, we have the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, Democrat. I think he's a Democrat. Don't quote, don't quote me. He tries making a hidden secret with the president to keep funding or to keep Congress open to fund Ukraine because Ukraine is money. Ukraine is money to America because America has subcontractors and that they help rebuild parts of the country or other countries, which is kind of bizarre. But this is what the Romans did. The Romans did the same thing. So when they conquer a country, the Romans will rebuild that country. So that's why you see a lot of Roman stuff in England and France and Germany and everywhere else besides Italy. So, or Rome. Middle part of Rome is where Rome actually started, hypothetically. But you look at Rome, you look at old empire Rome, you see a lot of stuff. If you go to Europe, you say, oh, this is Roman, this is Roman, oh, this is Greeks, this is Greece, and everything else with it, okay? America is doing that now. But, however, where do the Muslims come in? The Muslims come in from the Ottoman Empire. The Ottoman Empire existed about 1300 to 19. 23, 20s or whatever, okay? After World War One, it collapsed. Kind of collapsed. It was falling apart anyways 100 years before that. So it wasn't that as strong as it used to be. But remember that that territory was part Turkish, part Israel, part Palestine, part Gaza, anything that you can imagine. Now, most of the people out there are Muslims, Islamic. And then you have Judaism and Christianity and everything's in the mix. The holy wars are wars and wars and wars. The wars that never end. Because you know why? Because God doesn't come back to save any any of them. God doesn't save to come back to save the Jews. God doesn't save to come back to Christians. God doesn't come back to save the Muslims. God doesn't save to come back to atheists, atheists or agnostics or anybody. So this war exists forever and forever, okay? So, so Ottoman falls apart. The Ottoman Empire falls apart, and then for some reason, the new NATO decides to to write up a map to look at this map and say, "Hey, guess what? We feel so bad for the Jewish people because six million Jews died, and that's a horrible thing to say. They all died, six million, in the hands of the Germans." And for some reason, they allowed the British to decide how they were going to divide the country. Which I think the British should be more responsible for this war. But they can't because they're not that strong anymore. But I really do the British need to fix things up more than America does. But that's anti-American to say that against the British because the British 
is part of our relationship or they're our distant cousin, but they're not that distant at all because we both speak English. And Stalin said the only reason why America saved British because we both speak the same language. They could be right. They could be wrong. I can't tell you because I don't know. But what comes find interesting to me is that is that we have a situation where where for some reason for some reason that one of the oldest people on this planet who created language are the Babylonians. Now I'm trying I'm going for on a far fetched ride. I'm going on a far fetched ride because this doesn't make sense to me and I'm sure it's not going to sense to historians of the Persian gods and the historians of the Babylonians and missed the uh the people of uh Mesopotamians of, of the time. But here's my connection. Here's what I think. So Sumer which is Mesto, uh the Babylonians Mesopotamians uh, kind of um, divide, uh, division of people, I believe they're connected to the Sunnis. And then I do think that the Sunnis are part of the Shiite Muslims. But I don't know if Babylonians were actually Muslims. Because Muslim, Islam did not get, Muslim didn't, was not created until Christianity was on the way out in the Middle East. So basically what happened is that Judaism started from Genesis, from Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy to the Old Testament. The New Testament was Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Corinthians, Acts, Revelation, Jesus Christ. Then about 250 years later, these people are like still waiting for Jesus and Jesus and more Jesus and then Islam showed up. But Islam showed up because Prophet Muhammad. So Prophet Muhammad was a guy who had visions. He went to a mountain, kind of like Mount Sinai. Same thing, kind of like Moses went to the mountain and had a tablet of the Ten Commandments. So Prophet Muhammad goes up there and then he decides to see a vision of God. Or see a vision of what God wants, and some people describe it as like having a having like um, scientists think that he might have had a seizures or or some form of um, epilepsy or some whatever case it is. Maybe he didn't have an epilepsy. Maybe he didn't have a seizure or anything like that. Maybe he did really see a vision of God, and the whole point of that was to bring back the Christians and the Jews to believe in Allah. Allah is the word for God. Just believe in God. And uh, it's sounding great. And then one day, and then one day, they, um, Prophet Muhammad died. But what happened was that the Shiite Muslims thought it should be considered as a, as a, um, as a, Brought down to generation to generation, so the cousins and and um, descendants of Prophet Muhammad 
and or the son-in-law and the cousin, which is Abdu Baha. I don't can't even pronounce his name. And then I guess the Sunnis didn't agree with that at all. The Sunnis thought it would be elected or or some magical sign or something, kind of like the um, kind of like Buddha. Where Buddhism is about seeing a certain body or person to become the next Buddha. So, I guess, and to me, I don't know that if I'm right or wrong about any of this stuff. Again, I'm just going through my own head. So, here we got Hamas, or Hamas, who are part of the Sunnis, I think, attacking Gaza in the Strip and the Israelites. Because apparently Biden and Israel want to expand Israel. So there's so so the Hamas people or the Hamas part of their uh, militant group are stopping that, and they do, do not want Judaism to be spread to other parts of their land. But coincidentally, this could be a a very uh, mathematical um, attack because first of all, this distract the world from Ukraine and Russia. This distracts the Americans to or their NATOs to keep giving money to Ukraine. This could be a a way from the Judaism religion to be spread to the parts of Islam because old Islam used to be where Israel is right now and you gotta remember there are century old wars of, of the crusades the Muslims crusades the Christian crusades and they went at it for hundreds of years and I'm not really going to get into that because I really don't know much about the Crusades. And there's so much to talk about in that that it's literally impossible to keep people interested because we're not in the 13th century of our humanity. We're in the 21st century of humanity. So, unfortunately, we have no Speaker of the House. We got Kevin McCarthy getting kicked out which is timing because you gotta remember this is the guy that was going to make connections with Biden so it says from Matt Giaz G-A-E-T-Z he's the one who started the rumor or had everyone say this needs to be stopped we need to kick this guy out a speaker of the house and we need a new system a new government or new way of the Speaker of the House. Which is, I think, is bizarre because he's not running for the Speaker of the House. For someone that knows a lot about everything, about what the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, was going to do, you think he would want to be Speaker of the House because he's surely is supposed to be represent the alpha male. But he's not the alpha male. So who is going to be the male? Or who is going to be the guy or the girl? To be in charge of the Speaker of the House. He is the third command in 
if the president and the vice president passed away. Now we do not have a speaker of the house, which is something to think about. So we don't always have the most powerful man in the world just be the president. We have the people, the Congress, the government, the Supreme Court, and any part of the military who runs the country. But here's here's what I don't get. Here's another thing I don't get. If we <clears throat> if we think so much of Israel and we keep giving money to Israel, and I really don't know why we keep giving money to Israel. I don't know the trades that we make. I don't know why we trade with Israel so much. And we're making agreements with Saudi Arabia, or the Saudis, and the Saudis created a new international sports league, maybe to fund their debt from uh, human warfare, warfare uh, destruction or, or that journalist that was assassinated about three or four years ago, Kenobi, Kenobi, or whatever. I can't even pronounce his word, his name. So I apologize for that. But think about that. The Saudi Arabians, we're making deals with Saudi Arabians, and then Saudi Arabians and Iranians are basically on the same side. And the Iranians are funding the Hamas community or Hamas military, which which is really mind-blowing. So all these connections are, are really fascinating to me. And I really don't know why I give two cents about politics. I should be the guy that watches sports and and look at pretty girls and wish I was married and had kids and just live my life to be boring, average, and like every American. I shouldn't say boring, average, because as American, we have it pretty good. We can go anywhere we want. We can say whatever we want. We can let people say that they're a man one day and a woman next day, and they can change their minds a hundred times. I don't know if that's correct or incorrect, or that's a mental disorder or not. But, but to say that, to say that everything is connecting based on the Ukraine and Russia stuff, and everything is connecting because Israel wants to expand their territory, and most of the people in that territory are what Muslims. I would assume very small amount of people are even Christians in that community. And I don't like. Here's the amazing thing about it. I never hear anything in the news that the Christians are being persecuted or the Christians are being uh, slaughtered in the Middle East or in that region. There might, there's got to be Christians in that region. That's what's amazing. It's only Muslims or the Jewish people who are attacking each other. And and I don't and I don't know and I don't know why we I don't know why we. Well, I, I, don't, I don't know why NATO is so gun-ho on expanding to Russia. And I don't know what NATO is really thinking about this war itself. Because if we give two cents to this war, 
does NATO interact with them? I mean, it doesn't make sense to me, folks. And I don't, I don't know what to think about. I think sometimes I think we create wars to create a economic wealth in some ways. Not just, not just America. I think the Russians and the Ukrainians do it to each other. I think Israel and, and parts of Palestinian people or the Islam people do it to create, to create economy or create money. Because you know what happens after the war, you have to rebuild, correct? So if we have to rebuild something that creates new money new communities, new territories. It's all a connection to money, I guess, but it can't be really. Because how many times can you destroy a people like the Israelites or the Muslims over and over again? Eventually, you think that the Muslims and the Jews would think like, wait a second, we're destroying each other for... for Reasons that the NATO countries have decided what to make our country to be. You got to understand, like, being in that region is not about being in a country. It's about being part of religion. But it's connecting to their God or to their prophet. But in reality, in reality you can be Jewish or Muslim anywhere around the world. You can go anywhere to be a Muslim. You can be anywhere to be a Christian. You can be anywhere about to be Jewish or Buddhist or anything or Indian or whatever. But it doesn't matter at that point where eventually the Jewish and the Muslims are going to have to figure out they're basically on the same team. You fighting for something that the NATO countries have created. And it's your ability or disability to 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 reconnect with each other and to organize your country like it is in America. What the what the what Israel and Gaza Strip and the West Banks, what they really need to do is create a constitution. A, a constitution that means that a constitution that means that 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 means both parties are equal and they will divide that country not in half, not in quarters, not in circular, but so that they both can exist. And by doing that when you allow the the constitution of that region become the spokesperson, you no longer have to be discriminative within a religious belief. So what I'm saying, though, and overall, what they need to do is like, okay, this is the this is the this is the land of Judah Islam. Or Judah Christian Islam. And this is the agreement that we all agreed that every man and every woman is equal. And I can't say equal because a lot of Muslims and Judah's people 
think that men are on top and the women are second and so forth. So in that case, you have to write it in a way that that is not going to do discrimination to your religious belief, but to make it so that to make it so that both three parties understand that everybody's got to respect their religious background. And by doing that, by doing that, you do you be like, all right, everyone in this region can create businesses. The Christians, the next to the Muslims, the Muslims next to the Jewish Jews and the Christians and so on. So all these businesses are all connected on the same street. And everyone can go but from one from one business to the next business and new agreements and eventually that land will be a lot better and that territory will be a lot safer. Because now the Muslims and the Christians and the Jews in Gaza and in Palestinians land and the West Bank land can make business transactions with America's, the NATO's, and the other parts of Europe and other parts of South Africa. So it's about it's about wealth and protection is what it is based on. And if you allow your religious background dictate your homestead security, you're never going to be safe. So those so the land of Israel, the land of Palestinians, the land of West Banks, they need a constitution so that all these religious people can have based on the religion of the people and not the religion of not the freedom of religion. It should be the freedom of the people. Kind of like well, how America written the constitution. It's not about the land of of George the Great or the George the Fourth or the George Washington. It's not about Thomas Jefferson. It's not about the land of the Protestants or the land of the Christians or the land of Native Americans. It's about the land of all people. Now, I, I know I said Native American and Native Americans are saying, well, no, sir, you're, you're correct. This is the land of the Natives. But that's a different argument. But... The land of Israel, the land of Palestinians, the land of of the Christians and the Jews and the Muslims, they need to create a constitution and they need to basically what they really need to do is boot out the NATO to, uh, the NATO agreement. And by doing that, the Middle Eastern people need to say, hey, we want to manage our land. We want to manage this territory. This territory of Israel, Palestinians, Gaza, and the West Banks doesn't belong to NATO. It belongs to our people. The, the holy land of God, the holy land of Jesus, the holy land of Prophet Muhammad, the holy land of the prophets of Judaism, of the Jews. This is our land. And we, the Jews and the Christians and Muslims, need to connect and make an agreement so that all people there can exist and then the wealth of that land will prosperity will prosper because then you make an agreement with each other. You're not making an agreement with NATO. So in other words, NATO needs to step back and say, hey, we can't 
interfere here anymore because economically it's not making anyone better. And economically, it's not going to make things better with Saudi Arabia. And it's not making things better with Ukraine. And it's not making things better with Russia. Really, to me, that doesn't make any sense. NATO needs to step back. It's not 1940s no more. This is not against the Germans. We're not really against the Russians. The Russian people are not really, probably not much less different or more different than the Americas or the people, the Germans, and so on and so forth. It's, it's basically NATO is probably some part outdated. And by saying that, people are like, oh, you're against America. You're against the freedom of the world of United States. No. There was an agreement during the first Continental Congress that America should never interfere with European stuff. And we did a very well good job of doing that until World War One and especially World War Two. But thanks to the Japanese people, they got involved and we had to get involved in World War Two. But for the people of Islam, the people of the Jews and the Christians, you guys really have to make an agreement with each other. And you have to understand, like, your land is the land of God or the land of the Savior, the land of, of your religious background, the, the Quran, the Judaism, the Torah, the Quran, the Torah, the New Testament. You all connect to, to each other. You guys are supposed to be brotherhoods of each other. The Sunnis and Shias, you're just as much as brothers to the Christians. You really are. I mean, there's really not much different from each other. So you're fighting against each other, basically what it is. So I'm going to leave it at that. I'm trying to keep it positive. I'm going to tell you, I don't know much about Anybody out there in the Middle East, but it it just makes I'm just interested in stuff like this. I just am. I don't know why, but thank you for listening to my podcast, Crazy Dre Podcast Show. Peace, love, bring yourself together. May may peace with your God or your religious belief or your political belief. May it subside to just understanding that you really are the same or we're all the same. So thank you for listening to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show brought to you by this guy, the Crazy Crockett Show, the Crazy the Crazy Dre Podcast. I like to thank Buzzsprout. I like to thank Podbean. I like to thank Apple, Spotify Podcast. Thanks. Peace.